Pod Boys Productions. Picking up my barrel, Brooklyn. This is Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode 115. Ch ch how it how it being, my my boy Padre? How how you being? How you being? How I been? I've been living. I've been surviving. Can I say I've been thriving? No, but I've been jiving on the streets of Los Angeles. Angeles, Los Angeles. But it's episode one fifteen. What have you seen lately? Well, I saw a line at a Chick Fil A in uh, in Five Eye uh, Manhattan, mm-hmm. and I was that in location. that line eating, <laughs> getting them Chick Fil A's. Yeah, usually they do the thing where they have like a a worker out front, kind of yep. like trying to get pre order people mm-hmm. over there, if I recall. Line was outside. It was outside, mm-hmm. Padre. I was standing outside in the rain. For some Chick Fil A, cause I was hungry, and you know when your boy Pod Nam gets hungry, and cause you really believe with their principles. Yeah, I, I. Uh, uh, regarding well, marriage and everything like that. Oh yeah, the same yeah, thing. yeah, no, no, it's the same thing. I believe in Lowe's with their whole anti-Islamic thing. Too. I didn't even know about that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lowe's like L O E W S. Yeah, yeah, not Zach Lowe, <laughs> but uh, not, not, not the low post. No, not the low post. Shout out to the low post as if they would hear this. I think he lives in uh, Park Slope or Upper East Side anyway, so maybe he'll hear us. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, who cares uh, about other NBA podcasts anyway? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this, this, just so you know, the sandwich was good. Uh, I originally was going to mm-hmm. get just this, uh, chicken tenders. Uh, did you get the spicy sandwich? I did get the spicy. So I, I ordered the chicken tenders and I got the uh, Poly- Polynesian sauce with that with that ten tenders, and then I was like, man, I'm really hungry. I'm going to go with that sandwich. And you want tenders sandwich. and sandwich. Wow, yeah. that's excessive. Yeah, no, no, it was... It was Did it you was get back great. in line after you were already still hungry, or, or is it a decision you made? You know, right I felt like top. I was cheating the system, because, you know, you do that pre-order, mm-hmm. and then you go to the register and pay. So I was like, can I do this? Can I really add a sandwich to this order? Am I doing this? Am I doing can this I, right can now? Can I give you guys more of my money? I'm sure <laughs> that I'm fine with it. Yeah, and then I said, um, I said, uh, gay marriage for all, and I said that, and I and then ran out. So you you whispered it while you're eating nibbling on your tenders, like uh, uh, I hope they didn't actually hear me. Just to counteract the whole, you know, thing. I think I did. I I, I think I made my point clear mm. as I was eating that sandwich. So, so you want Polynesian? So I like that. Just regular Chick Fil A sauce is good. I think. So the Polynesian, I think, is. Good on the nuggets, but then on Chick-fil-A, I agree with you. But, you know, that that sauce, that hot sauce, that hot chicken, that spicy chicken was, That's the, good as hell, man. was the best sand- chicken sandwich I've had since I had Shake Shack's chicken sandwich probably mm, last yeah, month. Yeah, I look, I think Chick-fil-A is better chicken sandwich-wise, but um, you know, the, what, the Shake Shack one's not bad either. Would you say, so you're in L.A. now, In-N-Out Burger... Have yeah. you went there since you've gotten there? Or moved out? Not since I've been. Not since I moved here. I've been there many times in the past. Even in Dallas, when in, you know the the fateful trip we always mentioned, we went to two in and out. If you recall, mm-hmm. I've been there a couple, a few times at least, probably five, six times in my life. Well, that's a debate. 
Is it is it better than Shake Shack's burgers or? Mm, to me, it's not. But also, it's a different. You know, it's a different um, quality. So, like Shake Shack's a lot more expensive, and, and they have higher quality food. So, I I don't see why it's such a big comparison. People have like I think it's kind of a different tier. Well, but like In and Out's one of the best you can get for that tier. I would I would call it of like In and Out, McDonald's, like you know, like those type of restaurants. Or Shake Shack, you pay more money. So, but hmm. uh, but I do think I do think the Shake Shack burger kind of copied the In and Out burger. It just tries to. It's a pretty similar in terms of what the sauce and like what it's supposed to be. I think, but you know, I'm sure our know. listeners are getting really hungry. Yeah, no, you're making me hungry now. Why do we, I thought we were talking NBA trades and the like. But I will say, though, to make myself more hungry, since you brought up chicken. <laughs> to finish off your hungry point. Yeah, so since you brought up chicken, though, one place I want to try here in L.A. Um, that hopefully I'll get to do soon is this place called Holland Rays, I guess, oh, which is considered, like, one of the best hot chicken places in these United States. And it's, like, took the town by storm uh, a little while ago, apparently. So I got to get down there. I think it's in downtown L.A. I'm sure all the vegans gotta are, get are down there and try that. protesting that place, huh? Because it's so hot. Because it's so hot, not because of the, it's meat. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It could be. I'll have to go down there and find out what they're protesting, if anything. Well, I'm just waiting for the day where you become vegan over there in L.A. You know, just go back. It's not too likely. You know, I spent the, the first 17 or so years of my life being a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and I still feel like a fool over that one. So I don't think <laughs> stop eating meat. I've only, you know, I've uh, I've had more of my life not eating it than I have been eating it so far so maybe in 10 more years i'll go you know i don't know but the hard the hard twist to vegan doesn't seem too likely yeah yeah well i mean i've i've dabbled i've dabbled with a little bit veganry yeah i've dabbled um but you know speaking of dabbling let's see where i can swing this one uh, maybe if you said speaking <laughs> of dribbling which kind of is similar to dabbling in the word, or, word dro- or drooling uh, as as we are salivating over that's some, what I, yeah, some food I am right now chicken burgers uh, you know what i'm drooling over right now mm. the nba trade deadline that happened yesterday i'm still drooling over it I'm still so, drooling. Literally, you seem to be drooling at yep. Bruce Dog right now. He yep. needs to get out of the splash zone there. I mean, Bruce also, is he's actually inspired me to drool. Anytime I hold up some bacon, it, it's done. My hand is is uh, is soaked with his his excitement. And with that being said, the biggest trade I wanted, I just want to get, get off the, the cuss of this and say the biggest trade that I wanted to talk about was the Nets trade. Mm. And this is not, huge. This not is considered huge. the biggest trade we had at the deadline here. I got to. I got to be honest on that one, Pod. Now, well, I mean, you, you realize that, right? Hear me out here, Padre. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. So the Nets, and I found this out through my Google now when I was just scrolling through Google, and it said the Nets acquired Greg Monroe. Mm-hmm. The Moose is that what they call him? The Moose himself, former Raptor, Celtic, Wizard. I guess every buck. every huh buck yeah he was also a buck. He's, uh, yeah, he's been passed around like a like a damn blunt over here. In the, George San Hoy not uh, player, and he got. I was excited. I'm like, man, the Nets got a little bit more size. They got a little slower, but they got some size. And then <sighs> and then I got even more excited when I found out we waved him and we got a second <laughs> round pick over it. So yeah. 
what that concludes me to say is that we're winning the championship this year. I mean, just well, well yeah, the, no. the second round pick is in 2021, so it's yeah. two years away. Second round, the Raptors apparently got some cash considerations. That's what I'm seeing here. So I guess you guys gave them Proger up, tossed them a few bucks. But I mean, uh, we and jo- Joseph Sai, uh, co-founder of Alibaba. What's He's, Alibaba? Alibaba is the international eBay. Like the, mm, that's right. Okay. Yeah, they they they're a world marketplace. They're global. They're like uh, what what is uh um from Step Brothers, uh, the Step Brothers. Yeah, their their company um, global something. They were on boats and hose. Well, that's their music video. I know. <laughs> I don't. Think- I'm I'm looking it up. Hold on. All right. While you're looking that up, can I say about the Moose Monroe? Because you mentioned about his size and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think the knock on him, and one of the reasons he probably does get passed around, like said Blunt, he, despite his kind of taller size, he doesn't really play like a big man. He's kind of soft. So You're saying he's a soft big man? I, I think so, yeah. Why would, he be, why would he be so soft? I mean, I don't know. I mean, some guys are just... Have a have the size that you want to put them in one position, but they're really better suited for a different one. But it doesn't work out like that a lot. Well, yeah. it's not like the not like the Raptors needed to trade, uh, you know, any other big men or anything, right? So they're they're good. They got JV. They're they're good to go, right? Oh well, no, they don't. I mean, we can get into it. No, I think no, you, no. I thought no, you no, wanted no. to talk Nets a bit. No, no, no. I we, think you're we can't mistaken. from the order. So today we're going to be talking a little bit of Nets, as you know, listeners. State of the Nets, and then we're going to go into. Uh, I guess Pod Drew's got something fresh in the kitchen cooking for today's episode, and talk a about, segment game like we like to play. Yeah, yeah, and then we're gonna go uh, talk, debate, maybe even uh, hang out with an NBA player himself. We might even bring one on. Who knows? You never mm-hmm. know on this podcast because we always have interesting guests come by. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, usually they're more just tangential to an NBA player, yeah. but. But we commit. We commit hard. We want to get those NBA players on. It's just we have to. We have to. We have to fill the space. You know. We commit to the bit. I mean, the uh, real interviews that we like. Yeah, I mean, when people. when people cancel, I mean, we always book them. They just cancel last minute, Padre. You know that. Yeah, sometimes we can, one of us cancels frequently. Actually, we're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happens probably more than it should, really. But uh, listeners know that uh, for sure. All right, so. Right now, we got our Nets who are killing it as of their last game Wednesday night. And for all that's been said about this team this year, um, they've been able to bounce back from a lot of adversity. There's been a lot of injuries going on. And the Brooklyn Nets, their last game, they beat the second-best team in the league. In who's the second-best team, do you know, Padre? Are you just talking about record-wise? Record-wise. I, I think that would be the, the Golden State or, or No, I'm sorry. That would be the Toronto Raptors that we were talking about. Just All right. Let's, let me trade. say second best in the West. Okay. Th- that The Denver Nuggets? Yes. Now, I don't know how many teams have a sweep on the Denver Nuggets, but I know the they Brooklyn They swept them, huh? Two games? Home and away? One of those teams. Yeah. For sure. Wow. For sure. Uh I could be I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they went to the the mountain, beat them, and then they lost the the day after to Golden State Warriors because they couldn't do both. Um, but they beat them. They were down by a good I want to say fifteen to twenty points. Came back, 
won the game, dominated by 20-something points, and they almost lost the lead at the end and lost the game because the Joker was not playing games. He was about beating the Nets because he knows the Nets are on the rise. The whole the whole nation knows. Now that, you know, now that that whole uh, football thing is over, everyone's eyes are on the Brooklyn Nets right now. Um, and, and the team has lost, <laughs> I guess, two out of their last four? No. Well, I'm looking at the Nuggets game too. That's a high scoring game, one thirty five to one thirty. Yeah, no, I, that, that was no overtime in that one involved. Nope, nope. This wow. is this is the NBA. Padre. Yeah, that's true. So we, you know, well, that, the previous game they lost uh, one thirteen to ninety four to the Bucks. So certainly not as high scoring at all. There. Right. In our last podcast, we were the Nets were playing the Spurs. That was a really close game. The Nets ended up losing at the end. By that's one. right basket maybe a couple minutes after we finished our record they uh they lost that one i, I did i went i want to turn that one on too after we uh, shut down episode 114 and i was rooting for the nets there but yeah they didn't quite pull it well, out people one. are calling these nets the mini spurs you know because they they have a lot of spurs uh connections there especially with sean marks and they yeah. built a pretty good culture and coach and kenny atkinson so i think I think this team losing the Spurs is not really an indictment on, you know, anything other than a lot of, you know, small injuries and matchups. And they it just wasn't their night. Marcus Aldridge showed why he's an all-star and he was too big. Mm-hmm. Um, the Magic so, Magic was a hard game um, for the Nets. I think that what was. What happened in that one? Uh, the Magic just came out, knew that the Nets, the last time they played was at Orlando. And that was a game the Nets came back. And one uh, came back down from 26 points, and Russell put up 40-something on them and hit some threes in their face, and and then he he pointed. He pointed to the ice in the veins. And you know when that happens. He only does that every now and then. He knows the game's over. The game's over once he, he points ice in the veins. It's on, The game is on ice like his veins are made out of. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know and that's hard to do because it's Orlando. Like, in Orlando's hot. In Florida's hot. So I don't know how. Yeah, still... well, it's January or February now, I guess. So not yeah. as hot, probably. Um, well, so... can I say also then about, well, last episode, 114. Uh, now we're at 115. And the Nets, at least standing-wise, are in the same position. Still in the sixth seed in the East. And two games over five hundred, which I think is around what they were last episode, also. Yep, yep. So they they uh you know last five games they've won two out of the five, but then you know they're six and four in the last ten. So it's not it's not as bad as it seems. When you lose three games in a row, they went after they lost in the Magic by twelve points. They almost came back, but it was just too much lead. And then the Bucks, I mean, they're the best team in the league. Giannis is. In the he league is. or just in the East? In the league. They have the best record right they now. They have the best record, I know. But do you actually think they are the best team? Um, you know... I mean, we talked about it last time with the Warriors and everything. Like I'm starting to believe it. Yeah. Because Bucks I, Warriors, you think that could be the finals here? Dude, I think that would be such a great matchup. I think Chris Middleton and yeah, Clay Thompson fun. are kind of, you know, on equal footing. The shooters, they defend well. Um... The only thing is Steph Curry and is the X factor on there. Yeah, I think, the, the Bucks don't have one of the those. The Bucks have a deeper lineup than the Warriors do too. Um, they have bench wise, yeah. Bench wise, yeah, and and I think also you know now that is Boogie like Boogie versus Brook that would be like 
pretty amazing to watch. Um, and I, I think I'm I'm a little more biased towards the Bucks. I don't know how other Nets fans feel with Brooke Lopez being there and just, like, seeing him succeed. You know, like, sometimes when players leave your favorite team, you're sometimes you either – I feel like it goes either way. Like, you just don't want them to succeed. You want to keep them as a pocket – memory you just want them to see yeah not well i think it also depends how they leave too if they leave in free agency versus being traded or if there's something acrimonious on the way out you know well i mean let's put this example so when the nets got paul pierce and kevin garnett my boy josh uh shout out to nbaj2k uh apologies for rondo coming into the <laughs> garden last night hitting a clutch shot at the end um uh, but he must have been devastated after that i don't know if he could sleep but, but yeah, like when the Nets. Oh, I see where you're making that connection now because Rondo was on the Celtics, his team. So, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, Rondo's also yeah. one of his favorite players, and it's the name. Uh, was the name of was going to be the name of his dog, but then he changed it to Pierce. Uh, <laughs> like I thought you were going to say it was going to be the name of his daughter. <laughs> it's like wow, he really is a fan. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's got a kid. Uh, yeah, I know. But uh, there's it's Zach. I don't know if there's any. Oh, Zach Levine, but he's not. Or, he, or he's named after the aforementioned Zach Lowe of the Lobos. <laughs> Zach Lowe, of course. He's, Do you he's think everywhere. there's one person, one kid in America named after Zach Lowe? <laughs> People are weird, so there probably is at least one, right? Hey, Z- I don't know if he goes by Zelo. Should should hit him up on Twitter. Like Zebo, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you know when Pierce was on the Nets. Josh really wanted to see him fail. I got and just I'm like, but like he's the reason. He's your favorite player. You named your dog after this person, wouldn't you want? He's like, yeah, but it's not my team anymore. So yeah, you know, but, but if it's not your team, I mean, you could you might not want to see them succeed or anything, but wanting to see them fail, I don't know. I don't know if that was necessary on his on his part there. I, I'm probably mischaracterizing everything of of what his opinion is on that, but I'm pretty sure I know he didn't want to see him win a championship or anything. That's in terms of failure. That's probably the ultimate. If I saw Brooke Lopez win a championship with the Bucks, I'd be really happy. Uh, just as a basketball fan, but also just because I like him and everything. He's all time leading scorer for the Nets, and he's. One of the funniest guys, like he's just oh, so. Yeah, there's goofy. there's been a little back and forth between him and his brother this week. I saw of, like oh, different taking shots at each other. It's the so good. They're just so funny. Yeah. I mean, they should have their own. I mean, forget uh, Bobby and Toby. They should be, it should be Brooke and Robin all day. You know. So now we're getting to trade still, but yeah, at least Bobby and Toby got our tra- little package deal together. Apparently. I was so worried. <laughs> I was so worried. You have no idea. I was just like, anyways. But we'll go into that in a second. So the Nets are 29-27, like you said, mm-hmm. six. They're about. Well, can I say one more point about yeah. the what our our what you're saying about when players leave your team mm-hmm. yeah that's doesn't it also depend on where they go to because like you're all right you're okay with that on the bucks mm-hmm. the bucks are kind of a nets rival but they're not even in the same no they're not division they're i mean they're not in the same division while, they're I not guess. yeah the bucks are, haven't been like a great team for a long time or anything yeah what if like brooke lopez went instead of buggy or whatever went to the warriors or like the rockets or something you wouldn't be rooting for him as much in that case would you or the spurs or something like that mm. What the Spurs? I don't hate the Spurs anymore, so that's fine. I think you're, well, just you, most of the Warriors, I guess. Also. You're making you're making a good point here. Um, I'm just so, trying to figure out where it's not really making a point. I'm just trying to figure out where your line is personally. So my line, all right. So I have a perfect line here um, that we can measure. Um, so when the 
when LeBron and, and the Heat and the Heatles played the Mavs, two of my favorite players growing up and not too far from that time was Sean Marion and Jason Kidd. So as you used to like the Suns a lot, right? Yes. Yeah. And Sean Marion went from tr- being traded, I think, to um, he, he got traded to the Heat and went to Raptors and then he ended up on the Mavs that year with Tyson Chandler mm-hmm. and all those guys and Dirk. Um, and no, not Tyson. Yeah, that was the year they beat. Yeah, the, that was, yeah. That was the first year of the, of the Heatles, yeah. Um, and and I was, and Marion was the main re- one of the main reasons. He was bodying LeBron the whole time. Um, and I'm sure you were rooting hard for the Mavs during that time, right? Uh, I was hardly rooted harder. I mean, that that was probably, uh, if you take away any of teams that I directly root for all the time, basically Cleveland teams, then that was probably the hardest I've rooted for a team ever. You were you just as excited, like if they were making big plays, as if it was your team. Kind of, yeah, basically, and and but when they actually won that championship, it wasn't even as, as much excitement on my part. It was like more like relief, like all right, at least LeBron didn't win the first yeah, year after leaving him. us. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, so I was rooting very hard in that during that. Series. So I was on the other side, and I was pro LeBron the whole time, and I think it's because of that, I, I felt. I felt that the Marion and Jason Kidd winning were, wasn't as important as LeBron making the point that the players should choose where they want to play, which mm-hmm. is even a talking point to this day. So it sounds like you're pro. Not only are you pro Chick Fil A's politics, you're pro the decision also, huh? Now. Oh yeah, you know how much money he fundraised uh, for you know the Children's Hospital in Cleveland. Oh yeah, because he couldn't have raised that in a different way and got and to his, the same And thing. his younger, and his younger, no, no way. Yes, no he way. could have. How? How is he going to get? He could have done anything. I mean, he he could have just done what normal charity people do. He could have done some event. He could have even done some televised event that wasn't that you know putting it in our face that he's leaving. But how much ratings would have got? How how like? ESPN. What is ratings? Ratings doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the ratings, ESPN paid for it, it though. ESPN's the one that gave the money towards the. That was the exchange. That was a negotiation on it. It was directly That's, like how how good ratings we get are, are as no much no money no as no no. Get. But like no. you set up the TV event saying like, hey, what else is LeBron going to have a half an hour uh, for at that time? This is uh, what two thousand six. No, this is two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Okay, sorry, two thousand ten, uh, and that's. Nine nine years ago, yeah. So mm, yeah, we're gonna relitigate this right now. Nine years later. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's a, it is a it's a mark in history, and it, it it's never gonna. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna. No one's. Everyone's always gonna talk about it, no matter what. You know, regardless. And him making that decision to do with the TV special, not whatever he had to say, is important because there's no way he would have gotten that stage. At that time, right now, he can do anything. He produces so many shows. He, Listen, he can I, have a TV I think special. like he, yes, he's more, even more famous now than he was nine years ago, more whatever. But he was still, even nine years ago, he was still one of the most famous people in the world. Still one of the biggest figures in the world. Like, it's not like, it's not that much different. And there's more sources of media and stuff now, too, than there was nine years ago. But like, I don't know, you're never going to convince me that that was a good decision in any way. I don't care about the charity aspect. Like, it, he I think, definitely could have done it a different way. So, what I'm hearing, Paju, is fuck the children. Your feelings matter more. Than- no, but that's not the point. No, I'm like, it's not. 
he, I know what you're saying. I, I've had this, we've had this conversation several yeah. times, but it's more of the fact that that LeBron right now talking about trades and posting an Instagram post of Harrison Barnes, uh, you know, being sad after he's getting traded. He decided to one make money for himself selfishly, so that was you know whatever. But then. But then he took that money he made and threw it to a children's hospital and in process ripped out the heart of Cleveland. But then he came back and gave the heart back and won a championship. So in hindsight, it doesn't matter. It's a wish wash. Yeah, he's forgiven, but doesn't mean it was it wasn't it was ever a right decision. But also, what are you talking about, Harrison Barnes, just now? I, I missed the way you said oh, the connection you're making. So, you know, I was, I was trying to get this into transition to your segment a little transition d oh well i mean you didn't want to uh, i thought you also wanted to get a little bit into uh you know before we close the the book on the nets and talk trade deadline didn't you want to talk about a, a certain guy coming back in the fall here certain guy oh yeah uh you mean you mean the guy coming back in the fold because mm-hmm. also you can mention the uh, I mean the, the Nets have a game tonight I don't know if he's playing tonight or not but Nets are playing the Bulls tonight they're playing my Cavs again next week the last game before the All-Star break it looks like so you know I've been so distracted thinking about Zach Lowe that I just can't <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't I can't get over uh, you know the low post trade special that he did with, with Woj and the Nets tonight are not only are the Nets having a game tonight at Barclays down the street from Studio A here, um, they also are having not them personally, but there's going to be a Brooklyn Nets party hosted by Sports Host. Check them out on Instagram at Sports Host, spelled Sports Host with the S at the end, H O S T S. Plural. Yes, sir. Uh, Are you involved with this party? And Brooklyn Rebound was, of course, invited to this event, and I, I I think I'm gonna go stop by. I might, I might even go to the game after. Who knows? I might go crazy, Padre. But the only reason I would go to the game is not to see Laurie Markkinen. He's he's exciting, Uh, and not to see um, is it Thon Maker? No, Uh, Jabari Parker, Otto Porter. Not to see Otto Porter. Um, It's mainly to see Chris Dunn. Connecticut, former Connecticut resident, Chris Dunn. <laughs> you're only going to the game to potentially see players on the Bulls? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and and the best player in the 2014, one of the best players in the 2014 NCAA championship, which would be 2013, sorry, that was, UConn was 2014, which would be Michigan's Karis LeVert. Mm. He's coming back tonight after this gruesome injury. Now, if you listeners, if you remember on episode 100 and something, we, me and Pod Drew... 12, were, I think? 112, maybe? Potentially, yeah. We're, we're chatting, talking about the Nets, and then I turn my head to my other monitor, and I see everyone quiet, and I start looking around. They panned to everyone's face. One face I did not see was Karis LeVert's face. And then Padre saw my face. Now, can you describe how my face was when I couldn't find Karis LeVert's face until I saw him on the ground? It was kind of like you... I mean, you're, you're 
you're kind of setting it up already. Like you're looking for the guy, and you're not seeing him. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, uh, not like you saw a ghost. Like it wasn't that completely like that, but it was like you saw, like, wait a minute, is that like you saw something you couldn't quite comprehend what it was, but it's starting to dawn on you what it might have been. So like you're looking around, your your complexion's getting paler and paler. You're like, you know what I mean, like, and then you realize what what must have happened. That Levert was the one with the serious injury. That everyone else's faces were looking like that because so it's pretty much what went down when I'm looking at you across the Facebook call here. It was uh, it was a sad, sad, sad time for me because and everyone else for that matter because he was playing really well too. He was he had all star numbers and um and the Nets were winning games too and uh, and I think they were just on this course of just trajectory of up. And after that point, I just like, there's no, nothing's going to happen now. And the next season's over. They were him. And then hopefully D'Angelo Russell developing would be what I was hoping for. And now look at these boys. Them boys got Spencer Dinwiddie. He's hurt right now, but every injury they got, uh, they've picked up where the other person's left off. And Alan Crabb came back last game. He hit three threes. And I think his first shot was a made three. He was struggling. So the crab man, crab emoji, as uh, Ein Eagle calls him. Uh, it does it? Okay. Yeah. Crab emoji. Uh, Ein Eagle's a hilarious guy. Um, and yeah, I love, I'm loving Ein Eagle. I've let a couple of the Nets games I've watched recently, parts here and there, when I find the feed of them, I like it because it also has RJ now with Ein Eagle on there, which is a great deal. And you're a fan of RJ as most – I think big most fan. I'm a big fan of his like announcing or you know his talking and whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he broadcasting. <laughs> his rifting is pretty good with uh, Eagle and Syracuse Ducks. Um, so the Nets got Karis Avert back tonight. We don't. I think he's going to be limited in minutes. I don't think he's going to be starting. They're going to take it a little slow. But like the way Kenny Atkinson uh, announced it was. Oh yeah, he's in. Like they talked to him on pregame warm up on Wednesday or on on practice. So like, yeah, he's going in. He's playing. It's just like that's that's like exciting. They're they're not even massaging this. They're not. They're saying he's ready. He's full contact ready. So yeah, I hope he doesn't see your face in the crowd tonight potentially and get overexcited. Be like, oh, Podnam's here. I gotta show out right now and then try to you know overextend himself in the game here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this this game coming up tonight i think i'm gonna go on a limb and say the nets will get the w tonight um and then they have the they Raptors. Should. i mean they should be the favorites in this right? yeah yeah uh then they got traveled to t dot on monday mm. and then they got cleveland on wednesday yeah. and then the blazers come to town on thursday so it's a back uh Back and back. Oh, they back, and back before. Wow, the Nets don't really have Thursday night games. That's and I fun. thought the All-Star break was starting that day, but I guess not. I guess it starts that Friday. Uh, I was going to say, I thought it was on ESPN. Nope. Just a Thursday night game. <laughs> so, All right, yeah, because usually there's not. Well, TNT has Thursday yeah. games usually. That's yeah, there's usually yeah. a couple. Um, all right, well, do you want to break out the new segment based around the trade deadline here? Well, uh, you know how we do on the Brooklyn Rebound Network and podcast, Paju. We like we like keeping it fresh, yep. keeping it real, keeping it fresh. And we got a we got a new segment today. Um, That's right. I, I don't know the title of it. Well, I'll tell you the title in a second. But first of all, Padnam, do, do you really want to get 
because uh, we talk about ourselves a lot on this podcast, our own perspective and experience with the NBA and, and all of our life. block shots in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but today in this segment, I kind of want to get in the headspace of someone else. You know, walk a mile in someone else's Jordan, so to speak. Hmm. Try to think what the other people are feeling, namely some NBA players that might have got traded recently, this week, in fact. So the new segment's going to be called Trade me, man, or fade me, fam. So, we'll toss out a player that just got traded. If you think, from their perspective, they're happy about it, they're excited about their new team, then that's going to be a trade me, man. But if you think that's not the case, they're not happy about the new team, they don't want to leave, whatever the case, they think they're insulted, feel insulted, whatever, that's going to be a fade me, fam. You get it? Got it. And I want to start with the guy you just mentioned a couple minutes ago. Playing, I guess playing, you know, will he be seated up tonight? I'm not sure. But uh, against the Nets. But that is Otto Porter Jr., formerly of the Wizards, now on the Chi-Town Bulls. What do you think? Trade me man or fade me fan? So, Otto, one one of the most, I guess, unique names in the NBA. Um, I don't know any other autos I can think of. It sounds very like a century ago or something, like Otto von Bismarck or whatever. It sounds very Game of Thrones-y, too. Uh, You'd think a military type of figure, yeah, for some reason. Yeah. um, So, Otto Porter himself. The boy could have been a net, could have been a Brooklyn net. signed an offer sheet. sheet, uh, The Wizards matched it almost immediately. Um, And that never happened. So why would Otto Porter want to leave a team that went to the playoffs a couple of times to join the Nets at that time? Uh, maybe because he wants his own freedom. Maybe he wants to do his own thing. Maybe he mm. wants to hang his jersey up in in the locker room. I mean, that's usually after the game, maybe throw it in the hamper. Because that's he's not hanging his jersey up in, in Chicago <laughs> all the way up in the rafters. Like your boy MJ and Pips and all them guys, so I think he's ready. I think this boy's ready. Him and Lori, Lori and Otto, new sitcom. Let's do it. He he is all about. What's it? What's what's it? A clue? I mean line line. <laughs> the bull. Oh, he, he trained me, man. Uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. He likes it. Okay. He's all about the trade me, man. man. He he likes it. He likes it in Chicago. He likes them, them Windy City Bulls. Uh, and he's going to be thriving in the shy. Mm. You know what? I think I agree with you on this trade me, man. Now, one might say, like, it's, going, it's sort of a lateral move in terms of how good the teams are right now. And the Bulls are even worse, technically, than the Wizards right now, record-wise and all that. Uh, might not be that exciting, but it is a historic franchise. I mean, mostly because of MJ, I guess. But it is, and more importantly, you got to get off the sinking ship of Washington here. Like how dysfunctional that organization has been for a while now. That franchise. So, I think most guys on there would be happy to get out, even if it is. And who knows? The Bulls might be looking up, yeah, with Mark and not and some of these guys. So, so why do you think? Why do you think the? Um... Why do you think the Wizards are disorganized? Just real quick. I mean, I don't know. Why? I don't. I mean, partially it's the players they have don't get along, but also it seems like from the front office perspective. I mean, there's a lot of things about the Wizards owner that 
Um, people don't think he's good and stuff like that. Is he the same one as the Capitals? The Capitals yeah. also, yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't, I can't pull the exact reasons people don't like him, but I'm sure the Wizards and Capitals fans would be able to tell you online or whatever. But um, you know, even going back to Gilbert Arenas days, gone in the locker room, all that. Oh, yeah. They 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 always have kind of things going on like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's something wrong over there, and um. Yeah, and they're kind of at least the Bulls are in a better spot also for tanking kind of right now to make their team better, and the Wizards are more stuck in the no man's land like eight seed or not in the play or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Now the Wall's out for the year. This trade, they're not going to be a playoff team, but you know, up to this, up till recently, they still could have been this year, everything like that. So right, right, yeah. All right, all right. So you agree with me? I'm going to bring mm-hmm. up the next guy. Now, this guy, you could be considered him a little bit of a, a grizzly fella mm. in Mark Gasol, which is the way the Memphis um, announcers or PA people announce his name all the time. So that won't be happening as much anymore. He got traded from the Grizzlies for mm-hmm. JV, Jonas, brother, Valachunas, and... DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles, and a 2024 mm-hmm. second-round pick, pick. So the Raptors are going hard. They're going hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they north. They're going hard, and they're, they're, but they're go, going for that title. The it's question here. isn't, I'm sure the Raptors are happy about this trade, but I'm not trying to get into their head. I'm trying to get into Marc Gasol's head right now. And is this a tra- can you, you know what I th- Can you get into Marc Gasol's head? He's, he's, <laughs> I don't know if I can. I can't <laughs> p- picture myself that tall and grizzly in Spanish, but... Right. Uh, you know what? I think that's a trade me man as well. I'm going to have to say he's – look, I'm sure he has a lot of um, – I'm sure it's a bittersweet for him to some extent, leaving the team he's known for, the Grizzlies. I think he was on a couple teams before this in the nope. NBA, but didn't not really nope. – he never, was on the Lakers, I think, briefly. He, he never like played that. for the Lakers. No. He was okay. drafted. Yeah. So this, this is his team, yeah. Yeah. and you know he's kind of the face of the franchise, been for a while. You know, I'm sure he's a lot of friends, family, all that stuff involved with the – and I think I even saw that the Grizzlies said they're still planning to retire as a number someday, mm-hmm. even with this trade. So all that being said, he's going immediately to a contender, or on paper, what's a contender? You know, I still have the theory that no one can be Golden State, but forget about that right now. In the East, the Bucks are right there to challenge. I mean, at the worst, you would think the Raptors will be – anything could happen, but at the worst, you would think the Raptors will be in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Grizzlies, not not the case. So, I mean, literally, they can't be in the Eastern Conference Finals. What do you know what I mean? Not even going to make the playoffs, mo- more than likely. So, and, and he's getting older at this point, too, you know. So, at this point in his career, I think he wants a real shot. At, at least, I would think he would want a real shot at a ring. And this is the best one he's gotten ever so far. So, I think that's why that... that it's not a hard trade me man because of all that history on, on like what's his team, the Grizzlies, but it's a soft trade me man at, at, at worst, I would say. Okay. Okay. Do I, you concur? Or do you, have a, so, do you have a different opinion when you get inside his head? So you said you said trade me man, right? He was he was out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go trade me man as well. Um because I, if you go back to our season preview from the land, mm. 
I did say this would happen. I did say the Grizzlies would do well, but then they would, you know, tailor off and they would sell high. Um, and for the Grizzlies to right. to get this package for a player that's probably going to leave at the end of the season, he's a free agent, and get JV, get CJ Miles, get a, a young stud in DeLon Wright, and a pick, that's more than enough you could ask for um, for Marcus Gasol. And so Marcus Gasol knew the writing on the wall as well. He wants to play for a championship contender. The last time he played in any relevancy, I think it was the Grizzlies-Spurs uh, Western Conference Finals. Um, and the Spurs won, and then they played the Heat one of the years. Um, and the Spurs won the championship. So that's the, the highest ceiling he's got. Now, Mark Gasol has a chance to win it all, maybe, with these Raptors. Uh, not oh, uh, uh, Pascal Siakam had like he had like a thirty and eleven, or like almost a forty, uh. yeah, uh, game the other night. So this team has got some weapons, and if these if Kawhi and Gasol are one year rentals, uh, they may not want to be one-year rentals after if they have a good ride on the way. So Gasol's going to be riding high. And and it's only the middle of winter, right? So, like, it's um, – uh, we saw Groundhog Day, so it's going to be a short winter. That means he doesn't <laughs> Do have to play – Do you really believe in that validity of the Groundhog? Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bill Murray has – has Bill Murray not taught you anything? <laughs> well, not directly, maybe, but yeah. You okay. think that was the lesson of that movie? That, yes, that that's what I got from it. Is real? Okay. Um, all right. So, a couple of two two uh, agrees on the on the uh, trade me man's. Let's see if there's a. Uh, let's see if we go the other route on this one or not. I'm okay. gonna throw this one at you. Sure. Big Harry Barnes, Harrison Barnes mm. traded off the Mavericks for Zebo and Justin Jackson. Former now Grizzly. on them Kangs, Kang squad, Kangs up. What do you think, Darren? So, Kings up, uh, sack town. How does he sack? Kings up, so rings out, I would say. <laughs> they ain't winning. 28-26, only one game under less than Oh, yeah, last. they're competing for the playoffs this year. No they're question. in that spot the behind the Clippers. Uh, one game, half a game above the Lakers. Hmm. This is... Uh, this is not what he wanted. Mm. This is not what Harrison Barnes signed up for. Uh, he did not sign up t- uh, a, a large contract and then pose with a photo of him being handcuffed, which was very in a very <laughs> insensitive way to uh, be make a joke of it because uh, black men are always arrested. So I don't know why they would do that. Anyways, can you refresh me my, my memory real quick on what this was about? So, you know, when DeAndre Jordan signed with the Mavs originally, and then that whole thing happened. Oh, they like went to his house and they tried yeah. to like, stop. So then they, they made a joke of that. Like, Oh, That's we right. got you Harrison. We signed you and took it. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's really weird. Anyways. So, um, so Harry Barnes, uh, is no longer, uh, a Mav, but, I can see both sides, but like I, I think, I think for him, he, he didn't want to, he didn't want that, he didn't want to be trade me man. He he wanted, get me the out of Sacramento man, because who wants to be in Sacramento right now? Right. I mean, he's already been in the Bay Area once. It didn't work too great over there. You but. you consider Sacramento the Bay Area? Uh, I think it's it's tangential at least. Uh, it's close to Oakland. It's like it's like a forty five minute drive away. Uh, 
you're you're the one who lives in Cali, but I'm not going to defer to you because I mean geography well, I, geography doesn't lie. So oh no, but I went to San Francisco this year and I drove uh, last summer and I drove from yeah. there to Lake Tahoe in California, and I definitely passed through Sacramento on my way out of San Fran, and it didn't take that long to get there, so it's okay, it's very well, close. Well, why don't you go drive up to Sacramento, say hi to Harry, and see how he feels if he lives in the. Or yeah. should I go to literally fade him, fam? Because that's what he wants. Is that what you're saying? He does want to be faded, fam. Real fast. Real fast. Because there's nothing there. There's yeah. nothing there in Sacramento. I concur. Him. Also, yeah. we, we saw he evidently got traded mid-game. You see pictures of his face on the bench in this game. So it seems like he knew about it or learned about it during the game. So th- this is the point uh, I wanted to make. LeBron James posted that on Instagram. Oh, that, okay, that's what that, you're saying. A video, a short clip of that. And you know who liked that video? Anthony Davis. Oh, Anthony Davis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And he wrote about it saying like, hey, players are going to do what they're going to do. All right? Teams are going to do what they're going to do. So Let's let's have that conversation. Yeah. I guess we should mention at this point, too, that we won't be talking about uh, Anthony Davis in this segment because he did not get traded, so... No, I don't think anything Anthony Davis related will not be discussed today. Oh, nothing at all? Okay. Well, anyway, just to wrap up, H. Barnes here. Also, like the Mavs are really looking up now. Looks like the future is bright for them. Again, the Kings are looking better than they have in a long time, but they already got the young stars. Is Barnes really going to fit in with that? I don't know. I, obviously, they think he will, the Kings, but you know, it's not like he's going to be the face of the team probably when they got De'Aaron Fox there, Buddy Heald and everything like that. Um, blanking on the guy they j- drafted this year. But anyway, so all that's there. And yeah, like I said, Mavs looking up, so... And I, I've heard he was really involved with the community in Dallas a lot, too, and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's fade me fam. You could sense that that was his home in general. But also, he is faded fam. This could be an opportunity for him, though. You know, like, he hasn't been relevant in a while, and he was a good player. Yeah. So, um, all right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little up and down on whether he's actually that good okay. or not. But anyway, it's not the space for this. Why don't I got, you hit, hit me you. with one more before, if, if we do have a guest, like you mentioned, we should get to that soon. So yeah. hit me with one more, trade me or fit. Okay. Let's go with your boy, Landry Shamit. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. no, but he's involved in this. Toby. Our, our, my boy Cash Considerations, you might as well say. <laughs> 2021 and 2020. Uh, yeah, three picks. Let's go with those. Uh, no, uh, let's talk about Toby. To- Tobias, okay. as we mentioned before, Toby Harris being acquired by the Illadel Sixers along with Boban mm. and Mike Scott. Uh, Mike Scott at four, Landry Shamet, Whistling Chandler, Mike Muscala, and a couple picks in consideration. So, Toby, if you were Toby, how would you feel? All right. This could be a tough This is a tough one, I think. You know, because I can see both ways, kind of like you were saying about the other one, but even more so here. On one hand, yeah, the, the Sixers look like in a better spot than the Clippers. Division standing-wise, what being in the East instead of the West, probably has a chance to go further. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, he's kind of the face of the franchise this year on the Clippers, mm-hmm. which he hasn't really got as much to do before. He's already been traded a bunch of times for being a pretty good player. He's moved around a lot already in his career, so he might not be too happy about moving again. Now he's got to play with Jimmy Butler and all that drama. And the, the Sixers in general, they're even though they're doing pretty well, I mean, they, they have 
since the process days, they're looking better now, playoff-wise and everything. But they still have, look, they just traded faults, which I guess we're not going to mention right now, but uh, or talk about too in depth this episode, but like this whole fault saga. They're no wizards, but the, the Sixers front office does have a lot of issues too. Uh, now, on the other hand, though, also, he is still with his boy, Bobby, like we mentioned. It's tough. I'm going to give it a light fade me fan because I think he's probably like trying to get in his head like, oh, I'm really getting traded again. You know, it seems like I had a good thing going here, the Clippers, and I'm the main. I, I don't necessarily think he cares about being the main option, which he certainly won't be on the Sixers. But so maybe he's with it. But if I'm thinking from his perspective, a very light fade me fan on this one for me. Well, I mean, poor to- Toby and Bobby's show, which was, you know, out in L.A. with a worldwide WAP um, being produced there. That that sucked, you know, like he's he he liked his L.A. life. I think it's almost mm-hmm. like. Well, that's and, not even mentioned. Yeah, the city is themselves. Yeah. But. Yeah. And also, like, that's like, um, you know, that's like you being traded to Philadelphia right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> moving there. Uh, and having yeah, work like, for, like Comcast or something like that. I don't know. Um, so, so we're having to just join a, a Philadelphia podcast, I guess. <laughs> the Philadelphia Rebound, yeah, the knockout <laughs> version of the Brooklyn Rebound. Uh, <laughs> Philly but, Assist Syndicate, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look up uh, Toby Harris's um, Twitter, and he posted something after. Oh, that's a good way to get inside, I suppose. Yeah. It's not too, you know, a lot of times players are very, you know, publicity, uh, you know, well, like a publicist wrote their stuff. Or like, well, I remember you know, very, like, because it, it was retweeted and he had um, posted an image of the intro of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where, you know, um, they're dribbling and someone gets elbowed in the face, um, like playing pickup ball in, mm-hmm. in the Philadelphia way. And that was uh, and that was funny just because oh here it is right here oh yeah he's doing the reverse <laughs> the reverse fresh prints right now exactly I don't know if he had a house in Bel Air or anything but <laughs> oh maybe doing... he doesn't understand direction I don't know <laughs> like how how map works <laughs> sorry Tobias we're uh, we're sitting on you but like uh, I um that whole thing when I saw that it was retweeted a lot so now his life has been flipped upside down um. And he's trying to figure everything out, but but going to Philadelphia, he's he's got an opportunity to win a championship. So I think it's trade me fam because the Clippers are going all in on free agency with Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant, and you know he's a free agent after this year, so he could even yeah. stay long term with the Philadelphia if he wants to, or even go back to LA. Maybe he'd be like, you know what? I guess that's true. I didn't consider that aspect. But. Yeah, yeah. So uh, him posting that as of shock is funny, but also it doesn't make any sense. And I think Tobias Harris will will survive because he's got his boy, Bobby. Um, yeah, that's true. Didn't we have a? Didn't we have like someone on our podcast that was re- related? Well, that's to one Bobby? of those tangentially related people. I mean, he claimed his name was Sponge Boban. But when I interviewed the guy, I couldn't really get it. I'm not, as of right now, I'm not convinced necessarily that he actually was related or had anything to do with Boban Marinovich. 
I think he was. I don't know. I think this was a weird character. Oh wait, wait, no, that, I remember. Uh, I remember. Like I, I okay, actually no, I booked him. Yeah, that's my bad. Um, you I booked him, but you made me interview him, and you left to do something. But so. he was supposed to give you advice on moving to LA. That's he? right. That's right. And he didn't really help me at all. So yeah, forget about that. He guy, helped but. himself. If I remember, like mm-hmm. very <clears throat> a lot. That's right. It's getting a little lascivious. Yeah, so it's not yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, our guest today won't be anything like that. But you never can tell. Now, yeah, I guess with the French Prince stuff, it's, uh, we'll, we'll close out the thing here. But if if uh, if one of the players that got traded really were on the Fade Me fan wagon, they would probably do a Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince meme, Fresh Prince meme of the thing where he's like, "Why don't?" Where he's talking about his dad, I guess. But like, why don't they? Why doesn't he want me, man? Whatever, you know that old thing. But just about their team, like, why doesn't he want me, man? But instead of like the dad, it's like the Clipper. Uh, the, the uh, mascot. What am I blanking on? Yeah. What is he? The bunny? Uh, no, 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 the, the conquered. The, uh, con- the yeah, the conquered. Uh, yeah, yeah. But all right, so yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more trades. We can even talk about some more of them next episode. Maybe, especially like, we should probably touch on faults and all that. But um, let's. Uh, I think you booked someone else. Like I said, hopefully it's better than that SpongeBob on weirdo. But I, I did, I did bring someone uh, on for the show to talk, and I think uh, he's he's pretty excited. Um, I think he is excited, like like Bo- SpongeBob on was, but I think in a different. Hope level. not in that same way. No, no, he's a different excited. level. A different level. His his voice okay. just sounded he like he was pretty excited or hyped about something. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's go to break. And after these commercials that we don't have, we'll bring them on. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn. Pod Boys Productions.